Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green with JT After Hours. You know, the conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm Jeff Tracy. We've got Brian Henninger with us today. Uh, This is the part of the show that doesn't make the the uh, FCC <laughs> regulated air <laughs> airwaves. So <laughs> it's all good. Brian was telling me um, we were talking about cooking and different things that, as you know, if you listen to the show, I'm very much into that. But um, Brian also did some work with the golf channel and you said you were very close with, with Brandle down there. Anybody give you grief because you know, Brandle? <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. I know. Uh, no, no, they don't. I mean, I love him. He's one of the smartest people I've ever been around. I mean, the, one of the most prepared analysts that mm-hmm. you can ever come. He takes so much pride. He's total nerd. You know, he's the guy that he's got a little glass of bourbon and he's up at three in the morning researching, you know, who won the 90, 1945 masters or something and right. why. Yeah. I mean, he's so nerdy with this stuff and he loves it, but he thought that maybe I wasn't going to pursue the champions tour and really wanted to get me involved with TV. So he said, Hey, would you consider coming to the golf channel? I think you'd be perfect. And I'm like, yeah, that might be a possibility. I don't know if I'm really wired for that kind of thing, but anyways, long story short, I flew down there and I thought I was flying down for training. And so I get down there, I meet with a couple of producers. We, we have lunch or something and they kind of like the things that I'm saying and that I'm, it, it comes pretty easy to me to talk about golf sure. and golf swing and some of some of my history of golf or telling stories about golf. And they're like, they're the, the lunch was winding down and they said, so you think you'd be ready for the four o'clock show? And I'm telling you, my heart was about ready to beat right out of my chest because I knew. What I, and of course they just throw you to the wolf. I mean, there's oh, no yeah. like, hey, Oh yeah. We're going to, yeah, exactly. And so you, you, you just have to learn on the fly. And, um, I did about, oh, I think I did 25 shows with them or something. It was Golf Central, which that wouldn't have been my forte. My forte would have been walking with you and saying, hey, Jeff's got 155 yards. It should be a smooth nine iron. He's been, you know, clipping these things right off the grass. I expect him to get this one really close. I would have really had fun with that. Sure. Um, but, but the Golf Central was more, you needed to be more critical. Like you just asked me about Brandel. He's, it, it's, he feels easy. He feels free and he can go there and not you know, represent himself. Well, I'm not really worried about what other people are thinking. I'm super sensitive. I want people to like me. So I struggle with being, you know, critical of other people. Uh, I understand. And I understand what that's like being, you know, you talk to somebody and they say, well, can you come in Friday? And you say, sure, I'll be in there Friday. What time? Well, the show starts at eight. So your segment's going to be at eight 35. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I know that deal. 
And it, it yeah. does scare, scare you yeah. to death. Yeah. It, it really, it really will. But then you get used to it and all that. And I could see you being, being an on-course reporter, you know, because you're, you played, you're familiar with it. You, you know, the ropes inside and out, no pun intended and, and, and all yeah. that. But sometimes, sometimes I actually feel sorry for those guys like Billy Kratzer and stuff sitting in the studio and and they've got 28 minutes to fill or whatever it is. And they've, you know, like, well, you know, the swing is this and I, you know, tire, but back here and that, that, that blah, blah, blah. and it's like, Oh dude, you know, just like put little kids playing in the sand on TV. Cause it's more entertaining. <laughs> oh, I completely agree. I mean, I could tell, you know, some shows I, depending on who was leading or maybe there was a little bit of side, something going on that you could kind of expand on, but most of the time it's pretty boring stuff and you're kind of going through the recap of the day and just, <clears throat> you know, Oh, he hit a good one there, you know, ended up 10 feet, made the putt for birdie, got him to 500 par. And then you move on to the next piece. So a lot of it wasn't that exciting. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, well, it's, you know, you got, look, you're, you got a channel, you've got a television channel and it's on for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You got to fill the time. You can't go, oh, you, did? you can't I go black. I a, yeah. I did a pot. You're mentioning Billy Kratzer and I just did a podcast with Jimmy Gallagher and Jimmy likes it. I mean, that's been his, um, kind of move, you know, outside of, you know, playing competitive golf and he really likes it and wishes he could do more of it. Um, but they, they jump him around and move him around and he's making a living, you know, post, you know, competitive days, but I I'd rather be at the golf farm trying to help people get a little bit better with the golf games. Okay. Real quick. We've only got a few minutes left here, Brian. What is the, and I'm, and I'm catching you off guard. So, um, and I apologize for that. What was the craziest thing you ever saw when you were on the big tour? as far as happening during a round? I'll tell you, well, I don't know. This comes to mind. I don't know if I witnessed anything weird, like somebody cheating or, right. you know, not being able to finish a round, or I saw something kind of tangled between a competitor and the gallery or something. It, Jim Fear comes to mind. So it's, Probably about 1994. I've probably been out there a couple of years. I don't know Jim Furyk from Adam. My caddy, Chris Maziotti at the time, who's still caddying on the Champions Tour, he, he graduated from Washington State with a civil engineering degree, started caddying for me on the Ben Hogan Tour, prior to the PGA Tour. We went out there together. We, so we're two years in, and we're standing on the first tee at Spyglass Hill. And it's the, the pro-am format. So you get introduced to your amateur partners. They're up on their forward tee. Um, and we're on the back tee and it's Brian Henniger from Portland, Oregon, where, you know, I don't think at the time I had a tour win or anything. And I just go, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I tee off and I hit my shot and I don't know, Jim, I've introduced myself to Jim and Jim gets up there. Jim Furyk from the university of Oregon with a four time all American, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, this guy must be a pretty good player. Again, I don't know Jim. I'm quite a bit older than him because it took me five years to get to the PGA Tour, and I'm probably almost 30 years old, and Jim's probably, I don't know, maybe 22 or 23. So Jim kind of takes his practice stroke with his driver, takes his practice swing. I don't really notice it. So Jim, Chris and I are standing pretty much equal with him. So if he's just to my left, 
as I stand there and I watch, you know, you observe out of respect for your player, you're always kind of watching them. And that's what we all like people to do is that's what we are. We're kind of show off. So we're looking for people to watch us. He took this swing seriously. And like, I'm like, I looked at Chris and we had our mouths wide open and we were like, <laughs> what the fuck? What? What is? And we were like, how is that guy on our tee box? I mean, it looked like, you know, Jim's swing. And we all oh, know yeah. his now, but at the time we almost fell to the ground. This true story. Chris and I tell this story all the time. So we go around Spyglass Hill. He doesn't miss a golf shot. Spyglass Hill is one of the hot for for you listeners out there, probably some of you have heard of Spyglass Hill, but they play the AT&T every year there, and it's one of the hardest golf courses in the world. There's nothing, like, goofy about it, or, you know, there's not a lot of water hazards. It's just hard. It's just straight yeah. in front of you, hard course. He shoots 67 that day, hits 18 greens, putts beautifully, and hits every shot exactly where he's looking. And I'm like, I'm floored. I'm like, I think I swing wrong or something because i'm looking at this guy's mechanical person and he doesn't look like he could be the 30 handicapper and yet now jim's one of the greatest players that ever lived so <laughs> one of the stories that something weird happened that one comes to mind i mean i really was that that was the most disgusting golf swing i'd ever seen on that first tee yet the most beautiful round of golf i'd ever seen on seen on one of the hardest golf courses in the world i know Faraday called it like an octopus falling out of a tree <laughs> like david would say yeah and that was for good um brian we got to get out of here my friend it, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you finally and had, had a great time doing it yeah me too thank you we will do it again folks that's going to wrap it up for our after hours um but we'll be back next week with another edition of girling at the green take care everybody